This is Guest List. I'm Kevin Coffey, music critic for the Omaha World Herald. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This episode features my conversation with Nick Hexum of rock band 311. 311's about to release its 13th album called Voyager. We spoke to Hexum a couple of months ago, just before the band was about to head out on tour and do some cool new stuff. Right now they have three songs out from Voyager. Crossfire is kind of a riff-heavy rock track. Don't You Worry is a slow-paced, kind of cool reggae jam. And then there's Good Feeling, a bright, positive rock song perfect for a summer afternoon. Altogether, they're pretty representative of the 311 overall vibe. So it was cool to talk to Hexum again. Being from Omaha, we've talked to them a whole lot of times. It's always great to catch up. This time, we talk about the album, of course, but Hexum and I also talked about the band's beers, its marijuana products, they have a vape pen, and some new edibles, too. And how, as Hexum put it, they're moving people a little bit toward enlightenment. This is a longer interview, so we want to get straight into it without any of the usual stuff we talk about first. So enjoy this talk with 311. So you guys have been working on that for a while. I mean, a little faster than usual, but still a couple years since the last album. We were actually originally going to try and get it out last year, but that we realized that was unrealistic. So <laughs> we, we've actually still got some work to do to get it done on time, but we're kind of cutting it close on the, on the old deadline. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you guys have a little bit of time. It's not till June, right? Right. So how did the, can you tell me a little bit about the album coming together? Like you said, it feels a little, not fast, but like you guys took uh, maybe a little less time than you had in the past. Well, I think um, prior to Mosaic, we had been doing kind of stuff in-house with uh, with Scotch. And, uh, and we felt, kind of felt on Mosaic that we should kind of expand the process, try switch it up a little bit. And so we did that again on this record, um, where it's kind of a split album, four or five songs from Feldy, John Feldman, and then the rest, kind of our uh, old school process. Because we really, we really want to do both. We really want to push the boundaries um, and do some departures, but then also do the classic kind of in-house stuff that we did uh, as far as like old school sounding 311 yeah we don't we don't want to leave everything behind so <laughs> uh, it's kind of it feels like the right way for us to do it so a lot of bands might just do a complete reinvention where they leave everything behind or and we just felt like we wanted to have our cake and eat it too <laughs> well that's really cool and obviously you guys feel really comfortable with Scotch from, I mean, how long you guys have known him, but, um, and you know, I mean, at this point you probably do with Feldman too. Yeah, I mean, Scotch and Feldy are so different where Feldy is like, has this frantic pace, this, uh, espresso fuel, like, <laughs> Let's get in there and let's work. And like, it's so intense. And Scotch is like the mellowest guy in the world. And he just kind of makes little suggestions. And he's always kind of just working on the background. He's just all about 311 all the time. So it, it is fun to have that dichotomy of two totally different yeah. personalities and approaches. Well, so far, 
I've always only heard the two songs that have been out. Can you tell me a little bit about each of those songs? Because uh, they both feel very like they both feel very 311, but also sound totally <laughs> different from each other. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, I would say that they're both pretty modern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would say that the Don't You Worry has more of a old school approach yeah. as far as um, you know 311 has never been very um, simple and repetitive. Sometimes we, we need help simplifying our music and um, or a song like Good Feeling is successfully simplified where it's just a pure fun positive joyous romp you know and we've had songs like that before um but not for a while like songs like don't um don't stay home and do you right Mm -hmm. um and even all mixed up to a certain extent these are fun kind of simple songs and i think as artists keep doing it for a long time we you know keep uh making the process a little bit more complex so a song like don't you worry doesn't really repeat it's um more for the sort of short attention span where people that just like to keep having new information yeah um so that there's a big contrast there where good feeling is something just to a, a summer jam to dance and have fun with and then Don't You Worry is really something that you can really listen closely to because there's so many different parts and different elements. Yeah, I mean, that's the, um, that song ends, I mean, completely different from how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that the, the version that was put out is actually um, has a shortened intro. The, the album version of Don't You Worry actually has a, 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 this kind of... Um, cinematic long intro where it's kind of sounds like a, a like a something you'd have in a movie with like strings but they're um kind of played what you call tremolo picking on the guitars um kind of makes makes it sound like strings um so for the version that came out it's more of a single edit that just has like the last measure of that yeah. fading in um but it's really a kind of a theatrical song and then like I said the contrast of good feeling is more of just inspired by the, the what you what, pounding dancehall rhythm that you'd hear that me and S.A. heard down at the sound systems when we went exploring uh, in Jamaica just music to be danced to so yeah. I love that our band can get away with having Well, it's something you guys have always done. I mean, it always seems like your guys' the five of you's separate interests combine in a really cool way. I mean, in, especially in that, like those two songs have so much, so many different elements in both, just w- even within the songs, but also compared to each other. Yeah, and that is taken further on the album, where there's some really heavy, 
stuff. Um, there's light stuff. I mean, we're, we're just said like, let's just go crazy with the eclecticness. And, um, I, I just love that our true fans are good with that. There's always some people that would just kind of wish we would do old school stuff, but that's really <laughs> minority. Yeah. You know, people, you know, kind of need to see the big picture that, yes, Transistor is a very beloved album, but when it came out, everyone was like, what happened? Yeah. You, you guys, you guys lost it, you know, but <laughs> now it's, it's, it's very, very popular. So yeah. you just have to be patient and kind of give stuff time and not overreact because, um, true fans love that we are on a journey and that's kind of why we call it Voyagers because yeah. we're trying to explore. Do you guys feel comfortable in this part of your career where you just be, you know, you have a very core dedicated group of fans that you can kind of do what you guys want to do and people will probably generally react to it pretty well. Yeah, I feel like, when it, it probably was like 15 years ago that we said, you know what, we're a touring band first. Let's just tour every summer and we'll work in albums around that. And that, you know, it was kind of um, influenced by the Grateful Dead of, of mm-hmm. where you put priorities. And that decision made it so we didn't have to live and die by the reception or how much radio support we're getting that we just made the, you know, the mainstay of, of live touring. Um, so yeah, we're pretty comfortable that we, we just keep doing that. And, um, then the albums are kind of gravy. So, um, I think it's good for our creativity because a lot of times, otherwise you feel a lot of pressure, like, Oh God, this has to be good or, or we're screwed. Um, and that's, you know, you can't make good art with a gun to your head. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it lets you, especially with how much touring you guys do, it lets you, I don't know, you don't have to put, well, we're going to play 10 songs off our new album on the next tour. Like, you know, they better go well. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's, uh, kind of, I guess, the tricky part is that people love to hear the old stuff, mm-hmm. but we also want to work in some new, new stuff that they haven't heard before, so finding that right balance and... And also, you know, we're doing these uh, co-headlining bills where you have equal time. Mm-hmm. So um, time is uh, is scarce. So yeah. that's kind of the trick right now is the balancing act of balancing the old with the new. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I want to ask you was, I mean, you were talking about being a touring band, and I think that's allowed you guys also to do some of these other cool things like the cruise and stuff like that because your fans are very tuned into that. I mean, the cruise is packed every single time you guys do it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask about some of the other kind of non-music stuff you guys have going on, like the beers and the uplifter and some of that stuff. So um, I know some of the guys are more, like, I know you do a lot of the uplifter stuff. I don't know if you are way into the beer stuff or not. I know it's a, I know it's a band thing, but like, are you a beer guy? No, uh, that's really peanut and essay are the ones that uh, are 
spearheading that, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the uplifter thing. And um, God, there's been so many setbacks and delays. It's just, it's kind of the uh, stereotypical cannabis industry thing where everybody <laughs> takes longer yeah. than they say they're going to do. But um, so we have a good milestone that this coming week our um, first fully designed edible is going to be out in Colorado at Livewell Dispensaries, oh, cool. which, yeah, they they did the first celebrity cannabis brand ever with uh, co-designing Leafs by Snoop with Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg. And um, so the Amber Chocolate, first of all, we trademarked that name, that did, that Amber Chocolate did not exist before <laughs> us. <awesome>. also. <laughs> Yeah, it's a delicious. Uh, it's it's got white chocolate with caramel added to give it an amber color. Oh, and cool! It, it's really good. And then for me with edibles, I like a high CBD content because so many people, I, I ask around. Oh, I did edibles once and it, I got freaked out. It was too much. Yeah. And I'll never again. So now we're kind of saying this is a low dose edible with a lot of CBD. There's, it's a 3-11 ratio, 3 milligrams of THC and 11 milligrams of CBD. Um, so the, and the CBD takes the edge off. It keeps it mm-hmm. from getting too intense. So um, this is, for me, this is what I enjoy. I mean, I know there's people out there, I don't know how they do it, will literally take 100 milligrams of THC. Good that, <laughs> that would put me in the ER. I yeah. like either three or six milligrams of THC. And then I, I want, I want my day to be about my day and what I'm doing and not just like on the couch, just completely wiped out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I like to take a low dose THC and write music. Um, so we're really excited for this. It's, it's been a long time coming. I I sprained my ankle last night playing basketball. So I'm going to be, it's going to be a little slowed down uh, limping around the stage <laughs> at Red Rocks. But you know what? The show must go on. And I've had stuff like this before that you don't you don't notice it as much when, you know, like the old Bob Marley quote, one good thing about music is when it hits, you feel no pain. Mm-hmm. It, re- it really works because this, it just, you're just, your mind's not on it. So um, I think it's going to be fine and uh, of course having the uh, high CBG uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that should help out a little bit do you have a boot or something yeah. or do you just trying to be no, tender they just yeah you just gotta I mean they offered me crutches but I'm already kind of limping around on it so this I had this exact injury in December it's from basketball mm. to classic Two guys go up, and then you land on the guy's foot and roll your ankle, yep, and it was I've this exact same ankle, yeah, um, in December. So, you know, I know the drill, and um, it'll be all right. There you go. Well, that's good. Um, but one thing that makes gets me thinking about is: Am I crazy to play <laughs> to play basketball? You know, when <laughs> you know I've got shows coming up, but I just I love being physically active, uh, and I think there's a lot of benefit to it, and I'm yeah. going to make sure that it's still a great show this week. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be all right. I mean, 
you could be Dave Grohl and break your leg like at a show, <laughs> which would be yes. Awesome. So yeah, hell, you might be you might be actually more physically active on stage than you would be at a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can still uh, hop around on one foot. I don't know if I'll need, like, a, a stool to sit on or anything. But, <laughs> you know, in general, I'm just very risk-tolerant, which mm-hmm. I think has served the band well. I mean, most people thought I was nuts to move out to L.A. by myself when I was 17 years old. And, yeah. uh, but it all, it all kind of works out, and, yeah, I get some, definitely some bumps and bruises along the way but it's just it's just how i am but with all that stuff i think it's really cool that you guys are moving beyond just being like well we're, we're a band so we tour and obviously we put out music but you guys have kind of moved out into doing these i don't know what you want to call them like extracurricular product projects so to speak and is that like a conscious thing that you guys are like we need to expand what we're doing or is it just like we have the ability to do these things and it would be fun so let's try it out yeah, it's just uh, it's just an excitement, but like you know, lifestyle product. It just we were saying back in the late '90s, like we got to do our own beer. It would be so cool. We didn't even know the possibility of doing our own cannabis yeah. products once, but it was it just came from that. Like, how awesome would that be? And then finally, we found the right partners to help us do these things. Um, but even for me with the cannabis. I was doing it myself, like sitting there filling up vapes and bringing them to dispensaries around LA just as like on a kind of a test marketing thing, just purely the excitement to get it done. Um, I definitely, we didn't, you know, sit down at some sort of boardroom and like, (laughs) you know, which lifestyle products we're going to do. It just was very, very organic, the same kind of way that we would get an idea for a song and, pursued to get that finished um it's it feels very similar um to to creating music um and then you know we we do have some other things that we're planning as far as events i mean uh we've been talking about our own cannabis themed show for a long time and uh we have that to look forward to no announcements yet but uh for sure you know just just stuff like that it, it's just fun to do yeah well it seems particularly busy for with that stuff with you guys this year because you, you guys put out the movie you guys did the cruise like right around or right after at the same time you guys have is it two new beers well there's gonna be there's three total there's yeah. the amber ale that's beautiful disaster you know uh high octane and then there's I'll be here a while, which was Essay's idea, which is like a, a very a lighter, a day drinker. He called it. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of beautiful disaster. Yeah, yeah. Strong. But um, but yeah, that was a super busy time. You know, the day of the of the three eleven, people were like, so what's on your bucket list? And I was like, tonight having our own movie in theaters yeah. is just another one of our dreams that we can check off. Is the movie going to have a regular, I I mean, not regular, like a Blu-ray or iTunes sort of release at some point? Yeah, we want to get it on streaming. I think it's just going to be a great primer for people who are 
311 curious and kind of want to know yeah. more about <laughs> our band and our the culture. Um, so I just think it's a great way for people to kind of get brought up to speed on, on what we're about. So we're definitely going to get that on a streaming service. Yeah. I feel like that's how the, the well, the previous two were too. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. It was something to tie people over until we came back through town. Yeah. I realize now that I would have to, I probably would have to repurchase the first one. I think I have it on VHS somewhere. And yeah. I don't have a VCR anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's on YouTube. Oh, is it? Check that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the things I think is interesting talking about this a little more is it's, and you, I mean, you guys call them lifestyle products, but it seems like there is almost this 311 lifestyle. Like you guys have moved beyond like just music to having like events, these products people can have. And I mean, I think it also goes into your music a lot too, in the messages and positivity and stuff you guys sing about, um, that some people have, you know, it, like you can, you can experience 311 as like in various parts of your life and not just, you know, on your car stereo and whatever you thought about that. Yeah. Um, I think that's, what's cool about the new enlarged show detail is that it's focused on that, that it has become something to believe in, um, you know, a, a philosophy, um, just as sort of a way of, of looking at the world. Um, and, you know, 311 is positive, but it's not this mindless, you know, mm. up with positivity. It's about it's about getting through life and, and facing life struggles and, and finding a reason to, to go on and to focus on the best things in life and to tilt that, uh, that ratio of, of to be a, a happier person and, and uh, focus more on the positive. Because I really, you know, I think that's a, I think humans in general have a negativity bias. That's yeah. why a lot of people feel like they're being ripped off. And the, the uh, last really enlightening uh, book, well, pun intended, it's called, called Enlightenment Now uh, by Steven Pinker, this Harvard professor who talks about is the world getting better or is the world getting worse and I always mm -hmm. felt the world was getting better but to he to see it on us on a scientific like by every measurable metric that life is getting more um, fair more abundant better health care more justice I mean all the world is actually going in the right direction, yet so many people will say, oh, this society is going to hell. But it's yeah. just that the negativity bias that that exists. So that was a really, it, it just reinforced my worldview. And it just made me realize that the world needs 311 because there's just this negativity in us. It, it's made us successful as a species because yeah. we're never so we're always like we need to build bigger better and but it also makes people miserable and it, it leads to depression and mm -hmm. you know div divide uh, divisions because everyone's blaming each other because of this negativity bias that is you know maybe other species don't have it you know I look at my my dogs and they're just 
happy to lay there and take a nap. <laughs> yeah. And have that, like, i got to do better, got to do better all the time. So yeah. it's something that you need to be aware of and needs to be harnessed. Um, and it just kind of, like I said, reinforces the, the mission yeah. that we're on. He wrote this book, same guy, Better Angels of Our Nature, and it's very similar stuff. I'm, I think the one you're talking about is newer. Um, yeah, I, 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 I got to check that one out, too. This guy is just so brilliant. I saw him on Bill Maher first. Yeah. And was like, wow, this is, like, so right up my alley. And then uh, read, reading the book, it's just, I'm telling everybody, check it out. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, better angels, are, better angels of our nature. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, and it's. I think it's mostly why about violence, like how violence has rapidly declined. Even though I don't know, you watch the news or think about stuff, and you think it's war and terrible things all the time, and it's like actually, not, not really. <laughs> right, and it's, we need to. Yeah. You need to have actual facts to yeah. to realize that because our feelings do not match the facts. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Well. Yeah, you guys have the Red Rock shows coming up, and then the record, and then you guys are on tour like through what the almost the fall, right? It's like the end of summer. Yeah, it's um, kind of our regular uh, mm-hmm. seven week run. Yeah, I was obviously hoping you guys would have an Omaha date, but it doesn't look like you guys are making it back unless you guys add on a second leg or something like that, which I don't know what you're doing. We've talked about it a bunch of times, and I'm hoping something will uh, will pan out. Yeah. Because the last time was, what well, was that Lincoln, the Lincoln show, like downtown? That was really fun. Which was awesome, yeah, with that backdrop. And yeah. The, the five men were participating with their ladders and everything. It was such an iconic, cool setting, so I was yeah. really happy about that. That was really cool. I got... Because I, I was there taking photos that night too, and I have some cool shots with like the Capitol behind the stage, which turned out really neat. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, let's see. I had a whole big long list of questions I wanted to ask, and I think, I think we hit pretty much everything. Is there anything else going on you want to talk about? Like, you guys have so much happening all the time at the moment. It seems like. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm glad we talked about Steven Pinker because to me that's like uh, I think that kind of gets to the the core of what of what I feel we're doing. It's yeah. it's not just it's not just you know rock and roll. It's it's about helping move people a little bit towards enlightenment, and you know the fans do it for us too. Like yeah. we, I, I'm always hearing these positive sort of affirmations of people saying that what we've done for them and that is a kind of a feedback loop that just gives me that much more enthusiasm to yeah. to keep going and, and work harder at it so very excited for the new music though it's yeah big step forward in a lot of different ways um i know it might have been like a little shocking to some people but um you know i just it's all about the journey. It's all about the voyage. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that, I mean, you were talking about that feedback loop. Is that Does that make events like the cruise, for example, enjoyable? Because you guys are spending so much, I mean, literal time, like, with fans and around, like, a lot closer to them maybe than you normally would? Yeah, I mean, the five to six hour photo shoot that we do where, where every captain 
is brought through to take photo with us. It's got to be a little exhausting, but it's also got to kind of got to be awesome too, right? Yeah, it. The only downside is that people squeeze your hand really hard, which <laughs> you know, ten times doesn't matter. But when you're talking about literally three thousand handshakes, yeah. it can actually hurt a little bit. But um, the, it's actually one of the most biggest highlights because there's just so much love and smiles coming back that um, I just just love it. You know, I'm I'm all, I'm the guy who's always like. Meet and greet. Let's do it. I just, I just love <laughs> yeah. getting that little, little shot of, of enthusiasm from them, and uh, it really, it, it gives us that, that, like I said, shot of enthusiasm. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I think that's everything. Thanks, Nick. Again, you guys are always really generous with your time, and we always appreciate it here. And people, obviously, people in Omaha love hearing what you guys are up to. So, it's really cool. You've been great to us. Appreciate the support. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, you guys get back to town. We can see you guys again. Sounds good. All right, let's talk again soon. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. Thanks again. You too. Bye. See ya.